0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 107 of the MTV podcast presented and hosted by Worldwide Cyclery. I'm Jared.
1: And I'm Liam. And I'm Jeff. In this episode, we are going to discuss my dream pedals coming to life a few intriguing new product releases, and of course, some fantastic listener questions ranging from, "What tire combo you would run forever?" Is twenty seven five going to die like twenty six? And would you ride with a PB and J between your butt cheeks? Hmm. All that and more coming <laughs> right up. And here's the sound effect from Jared. <laughs> and you're gonna do the oh yeah Talon. Ah, going on. <laughs> <laughs> Good, one
0: more one. More. Ah! No, that was okay. That was right. much better. Uh, speaking of birds, I don't know why, but this came up on like my suggested videos on YouTube. There's a bald eagle nesting an egg in Big Bear. Um and they have a camera like this is it's right, happening stream. right now. live stream right now. Yeah, there's a there's a bald eagle like nesting an egg and it's it's really cool. It's cool. Yeah. There's
2: always there's one in Ohio uh like near like Casitas and like every time it happened like 30 cars would be lined up and all Whoa. these, you know, older people with cameras
0: would just sit there all day,
1: you know? Well, maybe we can continue this on our new bird podcast that's right. releasing next week. You're saying speaking, that's, uh, of um, bird, oh, speaking of
0: bird, Oh, speaking of, see, that's why I did. I like knew that would be a smooth transition right into yeah. our first topic.
1: Your first topic, which is bird. Bird. The wheel company. Yeah. The wheel company, spoke company. Well, well it's still bird spokes, but now they make wheels, so. Yeah. And hubs. And hubs. So they started with B E R D. They started with spokes, those crazy spokes that we tested, made a YouTube video on, talked about a lot on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Then they came out with the rims. Now they're coming out with hubs. Yeah. Now they have the whole package, which would be called a wheel. Whoa, Jared. So, yeah. Wild.
2: Yeah. Uh, Birds' new talon hubs, as they call them. Mm -hmm. Jared, make a talon sound effect. (laughs) The talon hubs um, incorporate a hook flange design. So instead of putting the spoke through the flange, like a typical spoke or how all the birds have in the past. And basically now have a hook, which is kind of like almost like a boat ink or not like a boat dock. Thing? Like a talon. Similar. All yeah. Right, and you could call it that. And then
1: the spoke just like wraps around it. Yeah. And just the bird spoke does. Cause the these are not spoke. usable with anything other than bird spokes. Right. Correct. These yeah. are
2: specifically for bird spokes. Made by birds.
1: Yeah, one of the caveats to those Bird spokes, which are an amazing product, is that they were really hard to lace up to wheels because you had to modify your hub. It was just like the arduous process of lacing the spoke into the hub shell or hub flange. Um, And now birds solved that problem by coming out with their own hubs that you don't have to do that at all. Yeah, you don't have to modify, which is a huge deal to a lot of people. It looks really nice too. It it just looks clean the way that the spoke wraps around the, the talon. Yeah.
0: Ooh, maybe nice. that really is. It is. I mean, that's maybe that's be why how they, they, they tied this common. all together. I don't know.
1: What's funny is like they're probably Onyx, listening to this, laughing their heads off right now. <laughs> right?
0: You know, Onyx like came out with the hubs with the similar design like I don't know, maybe a couple months yeah. back, and I was like, that's...
2: I think they were in cahoots oh, with okay. Bird with that for sure. Yeah, because yeah, they yeah. were made also only yeah, with the hook with bird branch. spokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And although Onyx are really rad hubs, they are you know, pretty heavy. So it kind of counteracts the whole bird right. spoke and
1: light and They're a good rim. bit more expensive than these two, right? Yeah, they mm-hmm. are. So no, those are super But cool it's eyes. just good options, right? Like if you're, if you're sold on the bird spokes, which I think pretty much all of us are yeah. and and are riding one on our, our, all of our own main bikes right now. Um, now there's a couple more hub options that oh. are a little bit more optimized for the spokes. Yeah. In my head, I'm
0: thinking, I wonder if they're, I wonder if industry nine is also going to, make those because they seem like they have a relationship like you know their wheels came with i9 hubs and i feel like maybe yeah that would be cool maybe maybe but then obviously that would kind of cannibalize their own hub sales but
1: yeah they are they are just definitely different products the way that the wheels feel and ride it would it would be cool to do a a more scientific back-to-back test using um basically the same rim but uh and I guess it would be cool if you had same hubs, same rim, and then you just changed out for like the industry nine system, aluminum spokes and the bird spokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That would be kind of a fun test to do. Or just Maybe normal spokes. Do that. And those yeah, might spokes. as well mix that in there too. Yeah. yeah. Cause I guess if you think about the, kind of the, the three, you got your, your regular spokes, J Ben steel spokes, you got the industry nine system, aluminum spokes. And now we've got this bird spokes as well. So it'd be kind of cool to test all those back to back with yeah. some little scientific method there. Same bike, same trail. Um, change out minimal things. Right, we should do that. Perhaps. That sounds like
0: a lot of fun. Film it and make a video.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Who's going to change all those tires? Uh, Not it. <laughs> Get a new mechanic. A portable air right? compressor. I guess, I guess I'll try
0: <laughs> the tires. <laughs> I'm I'm like okay with tires.
1: I could do that. Yeah, pretty These these hubs look good. I'm excited to see Bird sort of growing their product offering because they make some really good stuff. Yeah, definitely. And you have them on your new bike. Ooh, yeah, that's right. The new Banshee will have those exact hubs and Bird spokes and (sighs) Bird rims. I could dig it. All that full Bird. Uh, another new product coming out right around now is the Push Industries updated eleven six. Mm. So, man, we made a video on that shock a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Push Industries, which is just just an unbelievable uh, company that exists. It's it's kind of like the the American version of Intend. Yeah, you know, yeah, they absolutely. They just don't make a fork yet, like a full on fork. Um they did tease that fork like a year they ago. They did. Yeah. yeah, they were like making a comment that they were going to do that, but yeah. they never did. But they updated the 116. Uh man that was a really good shock when I tested it historically. I mean, it's it's. I think the most is it the most expensive mountain bike shock you can buy? Oh uh, gosh, I man. don't know. With like, yeah, God only knows these versions
2: of Euro pricing of you know Intend and EXT and yeah, all these kind of, of Euro brands. Which you one of one with. of the most one expensive the, mountain bike the, shocks in existence, and I could probably safely say it's the most expensive made in the USA shock. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah.
1: full of adjustments uh totally custom tuned to you as the rider and the bike you put it on um what did they do for the updates did you guys dig into this article too much um what's it's a great neat. question i did not <laughs> none of us it did we I all saw know, it and honest. we're like oh sweet but, but we never like it, dug into it is it
2: still called the 11.6 yeah I missed a yeah big opportunity to go 11.7 or 12.6 like oh
1: you know improved high speed compression in mid-stroke to eliminate dead or over damped feel interesting um
0: yeah, I know they pretty much stuck with the same body, but uh primarily. That is a, that's a the hard internals. product to make a revision to and oh, say it's yeah, better because it right? was
1: so near But pretty. I mean so good. it's not
0: like
2: like if you had a previous eleven six, yeah, you probably just keep it. But like if you're just buying a new bike and buying a new shock, you're just gonna buy the updated version. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not definitely. like it's
1: a, and it's just a more refined
2: version of the Yeah, old one. exactly. It's not like a new um new version per se, you know? It's just updated
1: yeah I, I always said i mean those those shocks you know if if you've got the cash and you want a absolutely beautiful usa made shock that is tuned just for you and your bike and you're really interested in suspension then that's the shock yeah so that's yeah. pretty rad did Great you quarter. ever
2: did you put one on your uh yeah you rode one for a while Yeah, right? i had one on my a few
0: sp150 um, yeah, you were well, hooked after you rode i one. kept it yeah. right so i ran it on my sp150 my first sp150 a few years ago um and then i, I you know Sold that bike, but kept the shock and then put that on my my last SB one fifty that I had. Um but yeah, that was definitely one of the best coils I've ever ran. Did yeah. you did you ever have one for your Ranger? I did have one you for did, my uh, Ranger, yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool too. Um
2: Yeah, I borrowed yeah. uh Adam from Revels for my Ranger and I went and raced it at an Enduro race. I remember that. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's cool how push really works very closely with all of these core mountain bike brands to make, to develop the shock just for their frame. So like push is really in tune with the exact suspension design, the kinematics, all that sort of stuff. Um, Yeah. They put a lot more effort than you'd imagine into getting those shocks dialed in for those exact bikes. Totally. Which is pretty impressive. Absolutely. Speaking of shocks. Oh. Cane Creek. That's right. Launching some new stuff um cane creek's kind of always been a bit of an innovator there in terms of shocks i mean remember the the double barrel coil shock was one of the most adjustable mountain bike shocks for a long time yeah a lot of people caught up or copied it but then cane creek continued to launch new stuff um yeah they're it's nice all their stuff's pretty good new coil shocks new new air shocks air Mm -hmm. il and coil il so
2: it's I believe it's meant for like a smaller package, like your, your short travel bike yeah. or your inline your yeah. bike. So IL, yeah. so it doesn't have a reservoir on it. Yeah. Which I rode the old versions on a couple bikes and I really liked them. I think I had the IL coil on my smuggler for a long time.
1: Yeah, they still claim world's most adjustable inline air and coil shocks. Interesting. It is, it is they're, they're so adjustable it's not even necessary. I don't know if you've (laughs) ever played with that, but like you, it's kind of, I think it's sort of infinite. Yeah. Um, You can just adjust, almost need adjustments until like near eternity. And it just like, it also like how slow do you want your rebound to be or how much compression you really need. Uh, But it's, it's cool that it's there. Uh, and it just kind of gives you infinite adjustability is what it seems like, but yeah, it's, it's so far on every end of the spectrum. You'd never need that much, right. but yeah, there, that stuff looks good. I don't know. It's nice to yeah. see, it nice to see more boutique brands continue to launch new good mountain bike products. So yeah. I'm always happy to see that stuff. Seems like they slimmed up kind of the,
2: the eyelets and the head and the, the body of the shock. So it fits on more
1: tight fitting frame designs. So that's cool. Agreed. And least but not last, the new Crank Brothers pedals. Oh, yeah. And tell us about these, Jeff. Uh, mallet Trail. trail, Right in between the Candy and the Mallet E. Uh, I've been riding the Mallet E's for, I don't know, ever since they came out. How long did those come out?
0: Like 2015 or something.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah, Five years ago. So I remember that.
0: I, I've been riding them for uh, yeah, since they came out also, and I'm pretty sure I got them at like Sea Otter 2015.
1: Yeah, and like, yeah, they've been around a long time. It's a really yeah. good, really good pedal. Yeah. And the Mallet Trail is basically really similar, just less sort of meat on the body. So it's lighter weight, um, maybe a little bit less contact on the shoe. Um, yeah, right in between the candy, which the candy to me was, I guess you could call it a trail pedal, but no one ever used that. That was like a full-on XC yeah. pedal, even though it had some bit of a platform. Um, the trail is perfect. It's like just a little bit... You know, smaller and lighter than the Malad-E, um, but not too small and too light that it becomes an XC pedal with no platform at all. So, yeah. still gives you that ability to, in those scary moments where if you want to, if you happen to be unclipped and still on your pedal, you still have something there. And then when you're clipped in, you still have some pedal body wrapped around um, that spring to that for your shoot a grip on. And I don't know, sweet. I've been riding them for well, a couple weeks now, and I like them a lot. You ride them too, right? Yeah. Put them on your hardtail. What'd you put them yeah, on? Yeah,
0: my El Jefe. The Hefe. My Jefe. Yeah, yeah, I've been riding them for, you know, just as long as you, yeah. and I really, really enjoy them. Yeah, it's like the perfect in between. It's like the Malad E and the Candy had a baby. Would
2: you say it's the Goldilocks of the Crank
0: Brothers pedal line? Ooh. Well, for my application, I guess. Yeah, yeah,
1: Goldilocks is different for every bike. Yeah,
0: for my hardtail, <laughs> I think it's the perfect pedal. I think a malady e is yeah, a little for like a trail and, hardtail yeah. for a.
1: a Sh- short-ish travel trail bike like 115 120 mil travel trail bike is yeah. perfect yeah um, like i
0: like the candy for my gravel bike i think that's like perfect yeah but uh um, and they say like you could run these on your gravel bike too i think that would be oh i'm gonna put them on my gravel bike yeah well your
1: my gravel yeah, bike currently has like maladies yeah i know yeah, my gravel side side bike's is bike is basically a mountain bike yeah
0: but uh um, yeah. i think, a think it is a, it's a very versatile puddle great for yeah like anything from xc to trail and solid love it looks cool too
1: it does look really good yeah yeah, I was impressed. I, I thought those were the perfect pedal that I've kind of always been wanting I like to have the, from Grand uh, Brothers. Yeah.
0: champagne color. Yeah, that's nice. Classy. Oof, Classy. That Classy. would look really cool
1: in that champagne colored Yeti arc. arc I'm scale. thinking the same thing. Yeah. Pinky's
0: out. Oh, yes. Champagne. Yeah. Yeah. I got the purple ones. which really nicely match my purple accents. Purple. My purple wheels manufacturing bottom bracket and derailleur hanger. Um, uh-huh. And cool. my rainbow cassette. You're welcome.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Lane. <laughs> uh, well, listener questions. Got plenty. Wow. Got plenty. Um, hopefully, many of these give mountain bikers some good, useful, practical knowledge, and some of them just invoke chuckles, kind of like this first one. I don't, This was the B team ask this question Yeah, put here. You yeah. can
0: always count on a really solid question from the yeah. B team. Mm-hmm. If you were stranded on an island with one worldwide cyclory employee, who would you want it to be and why? Uh, I'm going to let you go first, Jeff.
1: Well, the problem with these kind of questions is I have 100 follow-up questions. <laughs> like, yeah. how far away is the island from like civilization? It's deserted. Oh Yeah, but is, can stranded. you kayak? Is it deserted and you can kayak back to no, Los Angeles? Stranded.
0: We're not talking about Catalina here, man. We're talking about... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, it says in there stranded yeah stranded like you're, you're not mean, getting help you're for not getting it, off the island yeah for an indefinite amount of time your help is you say know. at least like pretty
2: much put yourself in survivor yeah you got, you got 48 days that's true
0: like who would you want to be in survivor mode with
1: hmm hmm I don't know man I think anyone would be
2: fine I'm gonna but, say I got I got an answer hmm I'm going to say Pat uh, Barbie from yeah. Reno.
0: That's a good answer.
2: Yeah. I just think he's the most. He's definitely resourceful. He's resourceful. Mm. He's outdoorsy, you know, Outdoorsy, equipped to do certain stuff. Definitely um, have a knife on him and a lighter. Oh, for sure. At least <laughs> mm. that. He'll probably have a 4x4 four four in his back pocket. It'll just pull out, you know? Mm. I'm going
0: to say Pat Barbie. That's a great answer.
1: I think I would pick Dom just because i I'd done a lot of adventuring with Dom and adventure race with Dom and... uh Oh, he keeps a level head when you're in a bad situation, so that's probably what I'd do. Yeah. But if we had booze, I think I'd pick you, James. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> then I we gots. just get drunk until we die. <laughs> I have
0: some survival skills up my sleeve. I watch a few YouTube videos in my day. Gosh. Um, who would I pick? I think I would pick James. Um because we would just have a great time, uh, and yeah, he's a very—he's a great guy to conversate with. <laughs> <laughs> converse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to converse with, conversate. Um, and um, I'm sure he has some back pocket, like backcountry survival knowledge yeah. too. You know. All right. Yeah. How about this next question? If you mm. could pick one tire combo to run forever, what would it be?
1: Can you change the sizes? But still, keep the models. <laughs> let's say Liam asked this one, so let's I don't know. Say one, one size,
2: but I got it. You could change casing.
1: Ooh, uh, DHR two in the front from Maxxis and a Dissector in the rear. I could run that on a downhill bike and survive, and I could run it on a XC bike and be okay with it.
2: Hmm. I'm gonna say DHR two front and rear. Hmm. Two point four. Same. Same? Yeah. DHR2 Same. front and rear? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's my, that was my combo for a long time, pretty much until the Guy came out. And I still run the DHR2 a lot, like on the shorter travel bikes so where I don't want the Guy.
1: You know, I will say when it comes to tire combos, uh, that video we made about tire combos. I, and the article, I thought that was probably one of the more valuable pieces of content we've ever made. For sure. Um, it gets overshadowed by sort of the the broader Maxxis tire guide or some of the other Maxxis tire videos we've made. But I think that tire combo video was really dialed in because we put it on a graph sort of saying, look, if you're going for uh, lighter weight and faster rolling resistance on one end of the graph, and then the other end of the graph is You're not worried about rolling resistance and you kind of want something with more traction and heavier weight and then everywhere along that line. um, And then specifically the combos that would make sense from one side of that to the other and anywhere in between. I thought that was a really good article and video that we did. have to agree with you. Yeah. One of the best. Yeah. Um, A lot of times people ask me, they'll be like, oh, what tire combos are this? Check the video out. Like this video. Oh, yeah. I answer that. So like, I mean, no, I just literally want you to tell me right now. I, I know. No, <laughs> just, just watch the video.
0: Check out the yeah. article. The other nice yeah. thing about
2: running the same tire front and rear is you buy two new ones. Mm. You wear out the rear first, then you put the front to the rear, and you just buy one new front, and you keep that cycle going.
0: That's true. Resourceful. Great point,
2: Liam. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, done. you don't you don't care about that, but Jared and I are resourceful <laughs> tires. I like
1: to donate my tires that have eighty uh, percent of their life left. <laughs> And then just get new ones. I'm glad you admit it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, true. All right. Why do mountain bikers love five panel hats so much? And when is the kettle one coming back in stock? To answer the first part of the question, I think it just has to do with the general vibe of the hat. You know like, that, that it gives off like a lot
1: of people like five panel hats. Too. It's the vibe.
0: I think it just gives it's the off a vibe. It's like the vibe. That's the vibe I'm going for. It's got a five panel hat. There's like, you know, like a trucker hat. <laughs> What's a normal hat? Six panel? Like a trucker hat or like I don't a, know if there is a normal or like a baseball yeah. cap.
2: That's my yeah. favorite kettle hat, by the way, if you're yeah. watching the video. Yeah, Atlas hat. The Atlas hat.
1: yeah mm-hmm. We do have those ones in stock. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that hat too. I was but excited I, when those came
0: back. I prefer the five panel. And mm-hmm. I think it depends on your head shape. You also so. like
1: IPAs.
2: I think
0: those go hand in hand. Oh, <laughs> mountain biker five panel IPA. Gosh, I'm a meme. I'm Is there meme. an IPA called the Five Panel? There should be. There should be. It probably if there is, isn't is there for sure. Should be.
1: Um. Yeah. When
0: is the kettle one come back in stock? Do you know? I love that hat.
1: You know, it's it's funny. We we've talked about hats a lot. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of testers too. There's a lot of testers. Um, the thing, is, we, we kind of want to make a hat. We want to make a range of hats that sort of everyone likes. So we've been working on, yeah, something that's a little bit more casual, such as a five panel hat, something like the Atlas hat, which is um, like in between casual and outdoorsy. Um, and then one that's like really more purpose built, lightweight, super breathable, really stretchy, really packable. That's like, you could call it like a trail running hat almost, or a hiking hat work really well for that. Um, so we kind of want to have that whole range, like stuff that's like a little bit more, makes sense for casual, something in the middle, and then something that's really just you put it on when you're trail running or hiking. Um, and then even a sort of a safari style one with the brim. Mm. So we're working on just kind of redoing the whole hat line. Um, I think the five panel one should be back in stock and... I don't know, maybe two months. We're trying, we're aiming for summer. Sweet. We're aiming for summer, um, to have like a good lineup of hats, but we'll see. Nice.
0: It's my we'll favorite see. one. We're trying to make
1: them nice. And the five panels. Yeah.
0: It, I think five panels just like look the best on my, on my dome. Yeah. Unfortunately, that one is a little too shallow for my head.
2: And that's why I like it. Yeah.
1: You know, that's a mid, mid depth. It oh, is mid depth. There's it's, the word. it's not a shallow, but it's not. Like, I like, not I also depth. like
2: really shallow, like trail running hats. Hmm. Like the
1: Tilak one. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Is that how you say it? Until I life? think that's how you say it. Yeah. yeah. I... Nice. We're going to one up that one big time. Ooh. Ooh. Big time. Yeah, it'd be cool. So I don't know. Talk about hats a lot. Nice. How about this one?
0: Jeff, do people take advantage of your incredible customer service as in asking too many questions?
1: Uh, that's actually been asked, I think, in a Ask Jeff video before. Because people do, a lot of people have learned over the years that you you can email Worldwide Cyclery and you get to talk to real mountain bikers and actually like pick their brain on, I don't know, bottom bracket fitment or fork upgrades or like you name it, literally anything. Tire combos. Tire, Tire combos. combos. Um, and they'll probably give you like really in depth answers and not just send you a video of me telling you like I do when people <laughs> ask me things on Instagram. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've not heard of anyone really like, I mean, how many questions could you realistically ask until you're just like, ah, cool. Well, I think you'd be surprised. I mean, is this a challenge? Yeah, you know what? I haven't I like been digging into info. the inbox these days, but a lot of people do. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a big part of how we built our brand is like having real mountain bikers on uh, on emails and phones all day, every day. So that actual other mountain bikers looking for stuff can answer questions and help. So I don't know. That's just a, it's an important thing. I think that's a big part of like what makes worldwide cyclery what it is. And I look at it as like a big value proposition rather than a cost center. Mm. So and it's I mean when you compare us to all the other competitors of ours, like we just dominate in that area. So I don't know. Domination. It's no true. one's taken advantage of it yet. Wow. We'll see what happens.
0: Tis the season to answer your bike questions.
2: Get
1: it
0: prepped
2: yeah. for the
0: riding season. That's right. Mm-hmm. Which never ends here. Well, we're kind of... That's true. It has been wet. We're we're in the most
2: wintry winter we've ever had. That's true. At least in the last decade. Unseasonably seasonable.
1: (laughs) Just read the next question. Yeah, you
2: you love that one too much. I
0: was pretty proud of that. Uh, Let's see. Would you rather ride a super racy carbon everything 19 pound XC hardtail or a 38 pound 170 millimeter travel enduro bike for the rest of your life? my first thought is to go
2: 38 pound travel enduro bike. And then I'm just thinking about riding that out my front door to like my local trailhead.
0: Yeah. I'm like,
2: Oh, that would be, that'd be brutal.
0: You'd have to move.
2: <laughs> but I think I'd still go. If it's one bike for the rest of my life, I go 38 pound, one seventy 70 mile travel bike.
0: I'm going to agree. But I know Jeff couldn't possibly wrap his yeah, head around that. I just hate these <laughs> questions. <laughs>
1: you to choose
0: because you don't have to choose normally but now in this fantasy world you have to choose
1: i think uh with where i currently live i would pick the xc bike yeah because i think it's just more practical for all of your general rides you can ride road on it you could do fire roads like you can just ride it way more often and way more different use cases no you can't take it and go ride gnarly stuff or bike parks but that's just not as often but if i lived somewhere where I was really close to a bike park or I just really frequented bike parks in the summertime, then I would just pick the enduro bike and probably not ride it all winter or winter or something.
0: Hmm.
1: Fair. Well, you could still pedal a 38-pound
0: 170-mile bike. Yeah, yeah. You would just be like. Believe it or not, a lot of people do it. Even more beastly than you are now. Your legs would be <laughs> like danger hole in that guy with the huge <laughs> calves. Oh, no, he's got thighs. Yeah, big thighs. Thighs. Either way. Thick thighs. thighs. Either way. <laughs> Either way. Um, yeah, cool. There you go. There you have it. What's worse during a ride, though? A dropper that doesn't work properly or a ghost-shifting drivetrain? <sighs> both those suck so bad.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think the more valuable bad. question would be uh, how do you fix a dropper that's not working properly and how do you fix a ghost-shifting drivetrain? So I'm just changing the question. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. <laughs>
0: um well i guess it depends on the dropper
1: i i I, okay if i'll answer the question and i'll say uh go shifting is worse because you can't if you can't even pedal properly and not worry about the whole thing just slipping on you that just was completely miserable whereas a dropper not working whatever you can stand up more than usual or deal with it um so that's that's my that's my choice but i think that it would be Relevant to answer what to do when droppers don't work. What are the most common dropper post problems? Well, the stiction. first thing
2: to do is stick which has a combination of dry seals, so some slick honey or. SRAM butter w- grease. W- Saran butter grease, which is the same exact thing as slick honey yeah. with a different name. Or um, the WPL. Fork boost. Fork boost loop. Mm-hmm. Fork boost loop. Fork boost loop. Um, works really well for that too. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know, have to pop it off and you can kind of just put it on the seal. Uh, second thing is pop your seat off, add more air to the cartridge cause they do leak. They're like 250 to 300 PSI in a super small chamber. So it's pretty high pressure. And then once that's compressed down, uh, it's even higher pressure. So it's a lot of pressure on those seals and they do leak. So lube and, uh, air. Pressure, yeah. And then third thing is check to make sure that your dropper cable is taut, but not too tight and like. Permanently activating a dropper post. Correctly that tensioned. Al- also happens, yeah. Properly tensioned dropper post cable.
1: Yeah, and just remember that a dropper post is a very much so serviceable part that's in need of service at least every 20 hours, 50 hours, depending uh, on how 20, much mud you kick on it. 20
2: short. I would, I would say a minimum, like, service that thing once a year. Yeah, unless
1: yeah. you cake it in mud. Unless you kick it in mud. You're in SoCal well, and you're well, just like, riding dust it. once a year, but if you're kicking it in mud more often.
2: Yeah,
0: or also check your uh, torque on your C post collar.
2: You could do that too. Yeah.
0: Cause if you're like cranking that thing, yeah, it's going to affect your, yeah. they've gotten much better
1: though with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then go shifting, uh, throw your bike off the cliff and walk on, the cliff. <laughs> light it on fire. <laughs> uh, bent derailleur hanger is a common one for that. That's pretty obviously common. having your, um, derailleur cable, uh, not at the correct tension. So you need to just tune the derailleur. Um, I don't know, those are you kind could, of the most you two could columns also have for a, ghost
2: shifting. A sticky link or a cracked link in your chain, which will cause a, yeah. a, a jump every time it comes around. Um and even if you really roast your chain and cassette out way too far, it'll start ghost shifting and not shifting properly and skipping around. So
0: check your chain wear. That makes sense.
1: Any further comments, J Brad?
0: Um hmm. Just that I think that, uh, you know, this would be a great time for an ad. (laughs) (laughs) I nailed it. And now, a word from our sponsors.
1: Hello, everyone. Jeff again. This is our quote unquote ad. I just want to remind you our goal with the MTB podcast is to bring mountain bikers value by giving you practical advice and knowledge from other mountain bikers who have been in the industry and riding for a really long time. Uh, We are also into this to have a basically an ad free experience. I listen to a lot of podcasts myself and I just really don't like podcasts that are covered in ads. So you're never going to hear ads from us ever. Uh, unless somebody pays us an obscene amount of money then I might sell out but probably that's never going to happen uh What you will hear is the occasional plug of, uh, you know, our own brands, which we own a mountain bike apparel brand that makes a bunch of other outdoor adventure apparel called Kettle Mountain. Uh, please check that out. And most importantly, uh, we did start a mountain bike component brand. Well, we co-founded it and we're working on it really hard. We're co-owners of it. It's called Trail One Components. Uh, every product sold, $1 goes to a trail network. I really believe in business 2.0, businesses giving back to the industries that they serve and support. And it's also an outlet for myself, Liam, Jared, and everyone else here to really help create and craft, uh, the mountain bike parts we've always wanted in a really cool way, uh, with a super qualified engineer alongside of a cool guy, buddy of ours, Brian Kennedy, BKXC. So please check out trail one components and that's it for this quote unquote ad. Thank you.
0: And now back to the show.
1: And we're on. And we are back.
0: Ooh, this is an interesting question. Jeff, if you had to have a job that's not in the bike industry, what would it be? Uh, not in the bike industry.
1: Uh, you thought it was in the bike industry? I don't know. You we are, are in the bike industry. F- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I thought that's what it said. <laughs> Shocker, I like, Jeff. I was like, uh, I have the one I want. But then I realized it said not. So <laughs> I should have read this question first. Now you have so to think have about a better it for answer. A while. We can have Gleam You know, first. honestly, I would. I would uh, I would probably be in the technology space, and probably I don't know. Maybe I would I would like to start and run a, a SaaS company. That's S A S S, Software as a Service. For mm. those of you that didn't know, mm. by the way, if any of you listeners out there know a good, a, an excellent freelance Shopify developer, uh, we're really in need. It's mm. not. That's actually not a joke. It's a serious ask.
0: That is really funny because I am a freelance Shopify developer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what you'd want to do if you were in the bike industry. I don't, I don't know, man. I'd be in the technology industry yeah. or, or, I don't know, start a company in the tech space probably.
0: That's a great idea. And um, I think I would for sure be in the tech industry as well and hopefully really? get a gig with an exorbitant amount of money.
1: <laughs> Are you just <laughs> making this up for the money?
0: of course i'm making the the money if i can't have the lifestyle i want to make the money to have the lifestyle
1: yeah that makes sense i don't know i I would also i think it would be fun to be a uh like a starving artist failing wannabe actor in hollywood that would be cool (laughs) i could do that we could be neighbors with louie yeah yeah (laughs) louie lou dog lou dog lou dog lives in hollywood
2: our uh, DJ Mixer that was kind of a burn DJ, to him it so, was not a uh, burn it was a compliment nah, he li-
1: just Depends lives how in you Hollywood so. well
0: yeah. I mean it's a pretty sick place to live I mean you know especially in that whatever
1: you know what I'd also like to do which uh, I mean this this is like a job you're qualified and could achieve or job like a <laughs> or a job, like a you job you're dreaming of uh, I would like to be like on, on the board of Disney or something oh or yeah you, exec would, of you Disney. would love that that'd be cool I love Disney man yeah I would like to be the head of theme parks for the what, Disney Corporation. What about remember? If and if you're said, hiring, I'll just quit this. Yeah, you just work <laughs> on your LinkedIn a little bit,
0: <laughs> you could make it that job probably right
1: yeah. now.
2: Remember when we asked a question in one of the meetings? I was like, if you had, you know, you're independently wealthy and you didn't have to work, what would you do with your money? And you said something like, I live would, at Disneyland or something. Know, like start you, another company. Or he, something. he would start like a Airbnb for like teeny hobbit homes or something oh, like yeah. that. Some mm. ridiculous thing. <laughs> You um, could still do that as a scientist. I've always cool. got an answer. That yeah. Would yeah. Well, brain. I would go two routes. If I wanted to just have a nice, chill life, I would go back to doing pools. Mm. It's really cool, especially in this area. You just work on mansions, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, not our houses, but, you know, around us, there's <laughs> big houses in LA and stuff. Um, I had another one. Oh, or I'd probably go into real estate mm-hmm. and just buy and sling houses, Airbnb Boring. stuff. Boring. Yeah. Yeah, but I could do that anywhere in the world, and just like, that's that's what I would want to do. I, yeah. I would want to work from a computer by like managing Airbnbs and setting stuff up, and like live all around the world and just
1: travel. Yeah. Okay. Well, managing Airbnbs and being a digital nomad is not going into real estate. Okay, I take back my answer. I, I would, would own <laughs> the. Air, I would own the Airbnbs. <laughs> and I know. Airbnb I know. I, know yeah. that's, well, I get that, that, but that's. I'm not. That's like a. That's like I'm, a. I didn't say real estate broker. Yeah, I know, but. When you usually when you say going into real estate, it means you're going to be some type of real estate agent or broker. Or you investor. want to be a real I'll estate investor. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, me too. I want to do modern. Me <laughs> <real estate>. and <laughs> Liam and I, we're going to yeah, be you're real estate investors. The Airbnbs? Yeah. All right. yeah. yeah, cool. I actually would love to also like I don't know have some sort of uh you know incorporate bikes into it like own a you know. I don't know. Like, you can't almost have like a, like a, you know, yeah, you um, can't have bikes. Well, it's not in the bike industry, but it caters to bike people. <laughs> like uh, what's it like? Vail Lake down in Temecula. It's oh, like, like a like campground little... with a bike park and like all that stuff. Like it'd yeah, be, that'd be cool. pretty cool to own something like that.
2: But so that's
1: still
0: in the bike industry. Nope. It's a hospitality industry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah own own oh, airbnbs yeah. and rent and uh, vacation rentals at uh, ski resorts that are also really yeah. prominent bike resorts in the summer exactly and the cool, like, because bike-themed. yeah
2: i would be traveling so much i would take photographs everywhere and then i'd sell my
0: photographs as more income yes we're giving everybody our ideas go ahead and take them. <laughs>
2: yeah I have, a, I have a fine job right now <laughs> i love what i do i'm just kidding.
0: but seriously you have a week off to ride anywhere in the U.S. Where would you go?
1: I think we're all going to have the same answer. What's yours?
0: Um, Colorado. Really? Yeah.
1: I guess you just chose a whole state though.
0: Okay. Well, I don't even Where in spots. Colorado?
1: All
0: right. Uh, so I think that uh, Crested Butte, I would spend you got some time there. seven days though. Well, I don't have to spend it all in one place in Colorado, yeah, yeah. do I? That's what
1: I'm saying. So give, me, give us the logistics hmm. break it down real quick man because we we have done a lot of riding in Colorado yeah
0: (sighs) I think I'd probably still pick Crested Butte because I think we like just scratched the surface there um man yeah I don't know that's what I came up with because I also just really like it there
1: Hmm. yeah all right well what's your answer
2: well I'm gonna pick somewhere where I haven't been yet and I need to uh I'm gonna go with like Bellingham and Uh down to like Issaquah and kind of that whole like Surrounding Seattle area for me, it's a good answer. Yeah, July, August, ideally. Yeah, um, maybe I'll try to get there in August this year, go hang out in All uh-huh.
0: right. well, now I think I know what you're gonna say. Whistler,
2: that's not the in the U.S.
1: US! <laughs> Any- Stop oh. skimming, bro. I didn't read the question.
2: The second one in a row, I thought you were you just gonna what?
1: say Breckenridge because that's what we did last you're year. You're pouring these drinks too.
0: <laughs> you poured that one,
1: <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you I wasn't going to have a
0: second. If I I mean, if I told you I didn't measure the first one, would you believe me?
2: Yes. If anywhere in North America, of course i go to like Squamish, West. Yeah. Duh. U.S., baby. But U.S., there's a border right there. stay uh, South of it. Uh, yeah, I
1: really should pay attention to the
0: questions. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> and it's also right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This really changes things up for you now, Done it?
1: He's all confident, just like yeah. letting us oh, go. Yeah. yeah. no problem. We're all going to pick the same thing. We're going to pick the same place. <laughs> Breckenridge. Breckenridge. Oh, I knew he was gonna pick that. Oh, no, we had, dude, Bre- I we, love Breck. We were there I know, last I summer love too. for, too. for what a week. We were there or two I weeks. Know. That was so fun. Yeah, there was so many good mountain bike trails, and more important. So I, I don't just think only trails, but yeah. I think holistically. Town. True. And Location, the town of logistics. Breckenridge was awesome. Yeah, it's not that far outside of Denver. And yeah, the 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 town was awesome in terms of food, nightlife, all that sort of stuff, True. and the trails were awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd pick Breckenridge. And, in addition t- to what you just said, compared
2: to Crested Butte, we rode every single day from our condo. Yeah. Crested Butte, you had to take. Yeah, we were driving all over the to place. forty the minute town was drive. Tiny. That's true. It wasn't like logistically, yeah. it would we be will, hard. Let's give it a yeah. little caveat because we were there. That's peak COVID.
1: Well, twenty twenty one, we were there. Okay, so summer twenty one. Yeah, pretty ending much. of COVID. Close. Like yeah, yeah. It, it was all so, messed up because yeah. that. yeah. So we didn't get the full Crested Butte. We but got the full. Break you still had to drive
0: it was everywhere. Rad. Breck was amazing Breck was, Breck, and we I was that. right there I was like
1: it didn't feel pretentious it didn't feel yeah. as if it was full of mansions with, which Crested Butte was a little yeah you know it, it, a little bougie it had a bit for more for us mountain bikers more money well, Breckinridge like was cool
0: man contentious nature in Crested Butte with like between the the natives and like the people who had the second yeah. and third homes which are like yeah. I actually recently watched a, like a Vice documentary on that like, mm-hmm. and it was like from 2021 or whatever and uh, yeah I mean yeah, the housing crisis there is real and like yeah i don't know it's a bummer but yeah long story i mean i rather tangent i guess tangent aside i i think i'd still rather
1: go there yeah i mean the riding in crescent butte and it was phenomenal. just it's just beautiful yeah. yeah like the the scenery is just astonishing i do like how isolated you feel when you're there it's like yeah that's true
0: you know you feel like you're really out there well, same with breck
1: yeah but i don't know breck because you can just eh. That I want to nice. get into some tr- like some big trouble. Let me just drive a couple hours into Denver, or yeah. three hours, whatever it is. Not that bad. Yeah, Um That's yeah, a tough I, one. I really liked Breck. I thought it was a, the perfect size. It wasn't too big, but it wasn't too small. Yeah, and a ton of awesome trails that were so well built. That was amazing. True. Um, all right, what song are you playing to pump yourself up to send it? I really want to hear
2: Jeff's answer to this yeah, me too. question.
1: Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> We'll leave some build up. Hold on, hold on. I'll go first. I I don't know the exact
2: such a wide range. Uh
1: it's did you guys ever watch okay, so the song's called Ninety Six Quite Bitter Beings. Oh yeah, I love that song. Yeah, it's by CKY. It used to be in all Uh, the sort of Bam Margera, jackass movies. Great Um, song. Ah, that song just makes me want to break things and throw (laughs) stuff and like do Bam Margera shenanigans. Well, so when that's, I, that's my song. When nice. I was living with
2: Mason, a friend of Jeff and I, uh, we would often wake up. We were both young bachelors at this time. We'd wake <laughs> up, throw on uh, Stranglehold by Ted Nugent mm. on the record player. So it was real grainy and loud. Oh, Mason's such a hipster. Yeah. And <laughs> and the, what this t- this pulls in full circle is we'd listen to this on repeat pulling espresso shots until we are just so amped and we left for work or, or a bike ride. Nice. Hilarious.
0: Um, I'm going to go with either like a... You guys are going to like make fun of me for this, but one of them, I would go either like one of the Spectrum, like some super heavy techno.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> or uh, Slayer. Raining Blood.
1: I don't know. Neither of those are that... Yeah, what I'd, what I'd make I don't know. Just the, for the techno the, the, part, I, I want to know what kind of like pumped up techno, <laughs>
0: like you <laughs> like no, almost are deep deep house, hard house, like, like some like almost like dark techno, like super heavy and like
2: dubstep. No, no, more, no? It, it's like it's like deep house. All right,
0: like kind of, but house, like yeah. more like you know, yeah, big
1: drops. Only yeah. moments ago, we were going to have a bird podcast, and now we're <laughs> going to have a podcast about different types of techno. That would be a funny podcast. The great. name of it would just be called "Different Types of Techno," and it would just <laughs> analyze every different <laughs> genre, little, yeah. subgenre, sub-subgenre, etc. of techno. And we
0: play a little sample of a song, <laughs> and we debate about it for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> I,
1: I would never listen to that horrible <laughs> podcast. It's sounds horrible.
0: It's be horrible. Uh, oh man!
1: Sorry to anyone who has that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right, what's the best mountain bike event? Ooh, gosh.
0: Uh, so this could be like event that you go to or watch, I guess. Um, man, I love going to sea otter, but I love watching rampage. I would mm-hmm. love to go to a rampage, but it seems like that's really hard to get it. Yeah, it kind to of seems to. like
1: a mission. I've never been to one, but it does seem as if it's a mission. I would like yeah. to go to a rampage. I heard
2: you can't even like understand the scale until you see it in person. Oh no, yeah no way.
1: Like, if some, if anything looks, anyone who has ever filmed their mountain bike ride realizes that if something even remotely looks big on camera, it has to be utterly gargantuan in real yeah, life. Yeah. Because you, you film something and you're like, this is just the gnarliest rock garden or the biggest drop, and you watch it back in your GoPro and you're like, man, that looks like nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> <laughs> it just, the camera never does justice. I'm going to toot never. my own horn a little
2: bit. I love when I show people a video of me hitting crab apple for the first time, it looks big Mm -hmm. yeah like it's it's but like you said it's rare to like film something that you do
1: as like you know we're pretty average mountain bikers it has to and it looks big really big to look big on camera and rampage looks monstrous on camera and in real life it's just got to be unreal speechless yeah yeah Yeah. um well i'm gonna go with my
2: favorite and just say downyville because Mm. i think it's one of the most fun weekends you can have on bike nice go fast party have fun you're in jeff
1: uh, I'm gonna. I was. I read this as sort of not to participate in, but to spectate. And mm. I was thinking, Crankworks and Whistler. Oh yeah, so Whistler. I've been to that a bunch of times. Crankworks is rad. Yeah, Crankworks and Whistler is so cool because you get to see the the whole joyride, which is the crazy, unbelievable yeah. slopestyle competition, which is so cool to spectate and be there. Yeah, you get to also ride in Whistler. You get the nightlife of Whistler. Like it's just amazing. That's true. So I love that one. Well, if it
2: was to spectate, I think I would go. Either World Cup in France, Mm. because I just yeah that does sound like cool. World Cups are cool, and
1: I can't even Um, imagine them in France.
2: Yeah, like the World Champs this year, they had the three Frenchies at podium had to get hauled off by the police Mm -hmm. because the crowd was storming them. That's crazy. That's insane. Uh, That'd be fun. Yeah, it's like you know, like football is here, right? Yeah. So, or Crankworx in New Zealand, because you know Kiwis like
1: to party. Yeah, that one also looks really cool. Yeah, and they actually speak English there, which would be helpful. That too. (laughs)
2: Little, little easier to get around. Everything's yeah.
1: slightly more fun when you can speak your own language. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, everyone in France probably speaks English, but it's yeah. just still easier. Yep. Yeah, I agree. It would be cool to go to. Nice. Ooh, what a great question! What is hot
0: and new and fresh and up and coming for kettle? There's
2: Too many ands in that.
0: That was me. I I used every synonym in the book.
1: <laughs> hot and new and hot fresh. and new and fresh and up and coming. Up and coming. <laughs> Um, we've taken our, uh, widely loved vent pants, which people do ride bikes in, but they're really, they weren't made to be ridden mountain bikes in, which are just a super lightweight, ventilated summertime pant. We've made them into shorts. So I think that's going to be a, a big hit.
0: Stoked for this. coming out
1: soon. Yep. Um, Loving some new those. colors in the sun hoodie, which is a re- like ultra lightweight, uh, hooded long sleeve, which is amazing for being on long days in the sun. Uh, new colors in that. And... You're making that into a normal jersey without a hood. Oh yeah, the we same are. material. Yeah. I should say. Yeah, you guys see a ton of the prototypes. I don't know when the heck that's going to show up. I don't know. We're we're constantly. Oh, I thought that was the summer. My bad. It might be the summer. I don't even know. I should, I should probably have researched this a little bit further. But we're we're trying to make. Uh, it's 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 a little bit of a challenge because with kettle we we want to have every garment be really specific in its use case and also very versatile, which inherently causes some overlap between other ones. And we don't wanna have this this massive catalog. You look at Patagonia's catalog or you name it, like they just have so many things. You're like, what is any of this for? So we wanna try and niche it down to say like, hey, the idea with Kettle is to have way less things that you can have in your closet. Each one of them does a lot more because it's a good technical fabric and thoughtful design. so I don't know, we're, we're, we're trying to do that balancing act. But yeah, we're making board shorts. That'll come out this summer. Gotta have board shorts. Don't yeah, I'm stoked right for now. those actually. So yeah. mountain bike short? Yeah, like a mountain bike specific short. It's got two zipper pockets on the side, no uh, no patch back pockets. Still has two back pockets, but they're not patches. So in case your tire buzzes your butt, doesn't rip off. So yeah, I don't know. We're, we're constantly coming out with new stuff. If you ever want to know, just just hit the Kettle Mountain website, com and then um, drop your email in the footer for the email list for new stuff i'm
2: stoked on the board shorts though the vent shorts as well and the sun hoodie
1: material and just normal jersey because
2: all those things are great for summer which is coming up so
1: yeah it's it's pretty fun to get to design our own stuff i mean we're experiencing the same thing with trail one it's like Man, we really want to design all of our own stuff exactly how we want it. And then it's really gratifying when you do that and you put a lot of attention in, into the detail and work, and then people get it and they're like, Oh, I love this too. This is brilliant. Like, that's just really fun and gratifying. Like, let me one example is as Jared when we come out with the trail one Gate Grips, and Jared's like, oh, I don't I don't like like it's a little too thick for me. And then and then what it was you wrote it for a while and you're like, Oh wait, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty, yeah.
0: Now I have them on my bikes. I mean,
1: yeah. But we have the Farlow Gap Grips, which are unreleased, which are coming out. When are those coming out? This summertime. No one said anything until now, so Uh, now uh, we have to say something. I just ruined the embargo. (laughs) It's too bad it's not the iPhone 17 I just released. It's just Uh, a mountain bike grip.
2: I think we should be getting them, like, what month is it? It's almost March. Uh, Probably, hopefully, end of April, mid-May. Nice. Yeah, that would be ideal. Yeah, there,
1: there's a lot of room in mountain bike grips, in particular, to come out with various different designs for people's preferences, right? Like Hells Gate, it was something that was uh, I would call it a mid-thick, you know, had yeah. enough cushion Slave, that it actually mm-hmm. it actually did something and uh, and helped the fatigue of your hands and arm pump and everything, but it wasn't and and because of that, it wasn't like a thin grip, right? And some people really like a thin grip. Jared was was one of them. I like him both. Is. He's you're like I ran for my, both teams I ran, on that
0: one. I mean, I rode my bike today and I put the Hell's Gate ones on, and I'm like, yeah, these are great. And, yeah, but yeah, my hands are just gonna. It's just gonna be a time to, you know, take a little bit of time to get used to them. A little time to get used. But to, like, I like them. I just, you know.
1: Yeah, but then we designed a, a thinner grip for people who liked thinner grips. I'd, I'd um, say this Farlow Gap's more like
0: straight down the middle.
1: Yeah. Like. Yeah. Widely accepted.
0: Yeah. Like those Ergon yeah. what G F R one or like G D one, like those are like s- almost just really enough to like get around the thing, bar, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas like yeah, Farlow
1: Gap is is a little bit yeah. thicker than far low that.
2: Farlow Gap's more like the ODI Elite Pro in that range. Nice.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I think the other thing too with grips and a lot of things, as your preferences change as you evolve as a rider, you realize different things. I used to run really thin grips and I loved that. And then as I started riding at more bike parks and longer downhills or just bike trips when you're on the bike for four or five days and just hammering onto your hands, you're like, wait, my hands are fatigued. I need a, I need a, I need a grip that has a little bit more cushion. And then I evolved to like, I was at first I was like, I don't really like how this feels. And then I was like, oh, I'll get used to the feeling and it'll help my hands. And I did. And I was like, now nah, I stuck with those grips. So I don't know. It's cool to design products as, you know, your thoughts evolve and then design products for everyone in different spectrums. I don't know how this had anything to do with new kettle clothes, you, but you, tangent. Yeah. You kind of, <laughs> you know, you, you made it work. But yeah, <laughs> Valuable, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of which mm-hmm. is 27.5 going to die like 26 did. Whew. Uh, mm. I think personally, 27.5 is going to have its own applications. Um, smaller that's size what, bikes. That's what
2: they said about 26 though.
0: Mm.
1: I don't, yeah. I don't, I, it's it's I don't a really hard question. I it's going to
2: die like 26 did. I think it's going to be more popular in the mullet configuration. Yeah. Or mixed wheel, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, Full 27.5 bikes probably will trickle off as like, far as like yeah. a wide offering, you know, there'll yeah. still be those niche and stuff. And free ride bikes will stay 27.5. So I think there'll be a big market for kind of the park rat mm. and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I I this is that's a hard question because I, I do I absolutely see the merit and the validity of a 275 inch wheel, and I enjoy it and it has a different use case. But at the same time, um, if people aren't buying it, then brands yeah. will just stop making it. So like a lot of it rolls back to the economics. If it's it's if it's economically unviable to make a twenty seven five wheeled bike, which it's not expensive, it's not it's not cheap to design a mountain bike and. Do everything it needs to design it, build it, market it, etc. And if there, if brands are doing that with twenty-seven five-inch wheels and people just aren't interested and aren't buying them, then they're just absolutely there's no way they're yeah. going to continue doing that. Yeah. So, I don't know. And we're already seeing that a lot of brands that used to have let's say four 27.5 bikes and four 29ers now have six 29ers and two 27.5 bikes. So like, you're just like seeing the slow creep to like, oh, maybe it will just disappear. What, what actually
2: I see happening is Santa Cruz has fully done it now. Yeah. They do not, no make, 5 they bikes? Do not nope. make a wow. bike with I a front 27.5 wheel. Yeah, the 5010 was like the last one. They really. have the they made it a mullet. They have 5010, that's a mixed wheel. They have the Bronson, Bronson right? that's a mixed wheel. Mixed wheel. Nomad. And the V10's a mixed wheel. Oh yeah, and Nomad's mixed wheel. Yeah. Um, just like
0: dude but no 27 five front wheels stock so seems like there's a serious opportunity for some consolidation in the santa cruz bike line <laughs> they have like different bikes this one has a 27 five rear wheel this is a whole different model just with a different back wheel it's like all right i don't know yeah. maybe just have or maybe, the, maybe there's something to be said about designing a bike around
2: the rear wheel i guess kinematics so. yeah. geometry
0: yeah yeah for sure i mean uh we'll see if if they keep doing that you know if people keep buying those mullet bikes versus the 29ers or vice versa
1: yeah i mean at the end of the day a lot of this stuff is as much as people don't realize it it's decided by the consumer if the consumer doesn't buy something in the industry or any industry then it just slowly fades away and and in a capitalistic society businesses will cater towards designing creating and building products that consumers want to buy and if they don't want to buy 27 five-inch wheel bikes anymore then they will die so mm, dang Preach. Yep. All right. Let's skip these next two questions because I think this last one is good. Ooh.
2: I want to say my in and out order though. Okay. 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 My in and out order. The question is, what's your in and out order? <laughs> and mine is.
1: How many people don't even know what in well, and out is? I guess everyone
2: knows in and out oh, is, yeah. but they just don't might not live here. No fear. So come to Cali, eat in and out. It's not actually that like great, it's just to travel here to eat it. But yeah, it's cool like, for road trips and like after post ride, it's easy. Yeah. Um, best fast food. Mine is. Double meat, grilled onions, add pickles. Pretty simple. And, and a fry. They have pickles? Yeah. And chopped chilies.
0: Oh, I knew about chopped chilies. They have I chopped about pickles. chilies? Yeah, mm-hmm. chopped chilies on the burgers. Peppercinis, yeah. Really good. <laughs> All right. I'll go since you clearly need time to think about it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go double-double um, chopped chilies and either grilled onions or whole grilled onion. Whoa. Which is where they t- basically take like a slice out of the onion.
1: I knew this was going to be an in-depth answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Keep going. Okay, so they basically take like a cross section out of the onion and they grill that and put it on top, um, and it's amazing. And, and then obviously some fries, animal style. If I'm feeling crazy. Oh, that's a gut bomb, <laughs> Jeff.
1: I I when I when I. S- when I see that question, all I think of is I literally am astonished at the brand In N Out has built. They have this it's pretty sort of yeah. iconic, elusive, exclusive brand, and it's just this very basic, Super retro. Simple um fast food place. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I remember when so years ago, uh, Greg Williamson, who's a pro downhill racer, he was over here when he was on Trek World Racing, um, and him and Nico were out in Santa Barbara doing all their testing and they stayed in Newbury Park for a day and he's like he's like, "Oh, dude, can we go to In-N-Out?" He's a Scottish guy. Never been. That's amazing. He's from Scotland <laughs> and he's in Southern California and he's got to go he's got to go to In-N-Out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What on God's green earth have they done?" That this Scottish mountain biker is over here. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure if it was – might have been his first time in the U.S. He's like, I got to go to in and out I, I get It's it. crazy. There's hype around it. And I remember being at Amici's Pizza and and eating lunch there, which is right across – in the same parking lot, right? In the one in Newberry Park. And looking at in and out And there's a, a at least a 40-minute drive-through line. Oh, and this, is always. this is a daily always. thing. Every daily day. Daily thing. 40 plus minute drive through line I'm at Michi's there's like two empty tables yeah <laughs> at the same time middle you know totally. 12 1230 and, I don't it's know, like clockwork I was just like this is unbelievable yep. what
0: they've done it's because they have not only strategically placed the locations like based on the freeway and high traffic areas, but yeah, they have a, a product that is that you can count on, like no matter the location. Yeah. And the exclusivity of it. It's like you can't just go to anywhere and you'll count that there's in well, and out there. Well, Like a have McDonald's or whatever. One in a town at most, in a right. city, right? Like the, they
1: don't So the thing with In and Out to me though is 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 I it's crazy how much traction it has, but what I really wanna try and understand is I wanna try and dissect and attribute how much of that really, if we're being honest, is luck, and how much of it was intentional. How intentional was the executive board in and out of making, like doing all these different things and I think all it's these extremely different extremely intentional, extremely tech. Yeah, but you don't know. It's a private, healthy, privately held company. Yeah, it's all still in the family. Like they're never public about that stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-mm. I mean, and, you know, like, how were they intentional really can can they... this smart to yeah. do this? Like, was this the master plan? they are. And how
2: intentional they... I don't know. can they be? I think, think be? Really it was just more luck. I think it was they have, more luck. They have four menu items. <laughs> how intentional can they be with four menu items and like four yeah, secret got menu items?
0: secret menu. But there's only four and... items Yeah, on yeah, that yeah too. Just modifications really to the yeah. existing items. That's why it might have been luck, you know? But I think that like, well, it, uh, their quality based off the luck or where they put them, because I think they're, they clearly have a, like I a mean, superior product. If you
1: dissect it, you can tell that certain aspects of it were intentional, but yeah. some of it, I feel like, is well. You know, I, I feel like
2: it was luck. Is it worth the To hype? Some extent. Not quite. I don't wait in a forty-minute line. I usually go there like after eight thirty yeah. when the lines died down. Yeah. Um. But what I do love is I'm pretty sure my order that I just said, double double with grilled onions and pickles and a fry, is like seven twenty five. Yeah. It's it's yeah. unbeatable for the price.
0: Totally and quality like you know, dollar for dollar with quality yeah, and like yeah. the freshness, like you got to give it to them.
1: All right. The internet, yep. the fast food podcast. All right. <laughs> that's why Jeff well, The, to most, in-depth it. Of the, <laughs> the most in-depth question of the yeah. whole it's podcast. The most in-depth question of the whole podcast. let really dissect this and you... break it down. I, don't, yeah. I actually didn't even answer it. Right. Yeah, you didn't. What the heck? Well, you got to say it. Double-double with cheese. Uh, the Whatever that pink lemonade they have there oh. is delicious. Oh. Yeah, it is. Uh, vanilla shake so I can dip my fries in it. Oh, nice. nice. Okay, so
0: uh, real quick. Lemonade. If you ask for a lemon up, yeah. they will give you 50 50 ratio of lemonade to Seven Up, and it's, it's really incredibly good. refreshing. It's the best, actually. <laughs> but tasty. <laughs> I, I don't do. It, I don't do it for the sugar, but
2: no, yeah. it is really
0: good. All right, let's finish All this right. last question. Last question. Go to to question. Wrap I'm it starving. up. What bike did Liam
2: just get? Ooh. Well, I try to sell off and consolidate with a bunch of bikes this winter, and I, I tried not to get a trail bike. <laughs> And I ended up needing one for trips and travel. So I hit up my boys at Revel and I got a Rail 2.9 and building that sucker up. Nice. Yeah. Insert applause
1: uh, (laughs) sound effect (laughs) right there. The better question is, what bike of Liam's did I just crash into Jared? (laughs) You could listen to the last podcast if you're curious about the answer to that. Yeah. And watch the video yeah that's on yeah. youtube that's yeah that's by true. the way if you're watching this long uh you can get our podcast everywhere it, we would genuinely appreciate it uh if you left us a review most you know, most importantly on apple podcast or the spotify app uh if you leave a review and screenshot it and send it to podcast at com, that's an email address uh, Jared will give you a little surprise. Ooh. Surprise that might be a fifteen dollars off code for some cool stuff. Surprise ruined. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we would appreciate it if you listen this long. If you also want to watch this on YouTube, we have the MTB Podcast YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, type in MTB Podcast, and you can watch this. And you control Jared about his yeah. hand motions as and he's recording the podcast. Please <laughs> subscribe, like some people did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and subscribe to that channel. Hands. Up Thank here you. All See day. you next time. We we love you.